0: WRGN Rewind. Say hey, it's a good day. Welcome back to Wake Up Right. We are glad to have a guest with us during this hour. Carol McLeod. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Tim. It is great to be with you.
0: It is good to have you with us. Uh, You are an author. You are a teacher. You do a lot of women's conferences. And you've written a new book, came out just this summer, called Timeless, The Living and Enduring Word of God. I took some time to go through the book, although it is a devotional and not the type of book that you just pick up and start to read through the night. But before we get into the book, I wanted to introduce introduce you to our listeners, because as I said, uh, you've done a lot of uh, speaking, you've done a lot of writing, uh, you've also done a lot of Bible studies like this one, and you've got kids, and more importantly, grandkids.
1: Yes, the the delight of being in your 60s, for me, is having these grandchildren. I have 10 of them, Tim. Oh, wow. They are the... Yeah, they're the ten wonders of my world. Okay, I could kidnap them, eat them up. I just can't get enough of them. It's and I'm Marmy. My grandma name is Marmy. Oh, little
0: yes. Little Women reference there.
1: Yes, yes, you got it.
0: All right. Well, I've got three girls. I've seen my fair share of Little Women, but uh, yes. yeah, especially as I as I talk to you uh, and and our listeners can't uh, see you, but I can as we're talking and. I have noticed that uh, grandparents are getting younger and younger.
1: Amen, brother. (laughs) When we were young, they were ancient. I know. But now, what? They're like teenagers. Uh, They're youthful, and they have enthusiasm, and they're cool. Exactly
0: right, right, Carol. (laughs) Oh, I, I have five of my own grandchildren. And when I think of the people as I was growing up and looked at that had grandchildren, they looked way older than us.
1: They did. They did. And people who were in their 60s, like, you know, they they just needed to go to bed. But here we are. And I, Tim, I feel like I'm 28. I'm telling you right now, I have so much energy, so much enthusiasm for the kingdom. Let's do this. Now, you
0: have enthusiasm for the word of God as well. I do. And I saw that in this book called Timeless. Now, you chose uh, to do a Bible study on Peter. And particularly yeah. the book of Peter, why did you choose Peter?
1: Well, you know, Tim, ever since I was a teenager, Peter has been my favorite disciple. Okay. And whenever I, whenever I say that, I feel like I need to say, sorry, John, but I love Peter. So I always knew I would write about him. Mm. I didn't know if it would be a character study or what it would be. But um, I love Peter, I think, because I'm so much like him. You know, he was impetuous and bold. He talked before he thought, like, guilty of that. He slept when he should have been praying, guilty of that. Okay. He he corrected the Lord. But one thing I've never done is cut off a soldier's ear, so don't be afraid. I'm not
0: going to do that. (laughs) And you're not working on adding that to your list, huh?
1: No, I'm not. I'm okay,
0: not. well, that's good. Now, as you dove into this, and I'm going to start right at the beginning, because you actually right. include some some lines from Beowulf and yeah. uh, Shakespeare, and talk about the timelessness, which of course is the title of the book, of Scripture. What's the difference there?
1: Yeah, so Tim, when you look at secular literature, I was an English major in college, and my professor told us... That Beowulf is the grandest piece of literature ever written. Well, no, it's not. Hmm. Tim, I couldn't pronounce one word in Beowulf. Shakespearean sonnets, you know, romanticists love them, but to the common ear, you don't understand them. But the word of God, um, First Peter says in First Peter 1:23 that it's living and enduring, it's alive. Tim, reading the Bible is not like reading People magazine or the newest Karen Kingsbury novel the Bible is living. It does a dynamic work inside of us. Mm. It brings to life dead places. It heals broken places. And then it's enduring. It lasts forever. And one reason I wanted to write on 1 Peter was because the principles in this book are applicable to today, the 21st century.
0: And Beowulf, certainly not necessarily.
1: No, not at all. all right. I dare you to read it out loud on air one more
0: Oh, no, no, thank you. I'll skip that one, Carol. <laughs> well, we'll be back with Carol McCloud. We're talking about her new devotional. It's called Timeless, came out this summer, the living and enduring word of God. I want to do a little deep dive into the book, how you've structured the book, and how it will help our listeners in their daily walk with Christ. We'll be right back with Carol McCloud. We're back with Carol McLeod talking about her book called Timeless, The Living and Enduring Word of God. It comes to us from Ironstream and uh, just really appreciate, first of all, you sending me the book to to read through, Carol. And I'm actually going to share it with my daughters. And I I say my daughters and not my sons because, well, I don't have any sons. So... (laughs) (laughs)
1: That would be a good reason.
0: (laughs) But uh, this is a book primarily written towards women. But I can tell you from my time spent in this book, men will enjoy it as well as you study the book of Peter. Tell us about why you wrote the book.
1: I wrote it because of the condition, Tim, that the church is in today. So let's look at Peter's audience. Peter was writing to a bullied battered, scattered church. Mm. Nero was an authority. And historians even today say that Nero was probably the cruelest ruler ever to live. Think about that for a minute. Mm. Hitler, Idi Amin, and yet they say Nero. And so Nero was taking Christians and he was burning them at the stake in his garden for entertainment. Mm. He was feeding um, the children of believers to ravenous, starving lions for sport. And so the church at that time was suffering. Uh, it had been marginalized by the culture. Well, we're not being fed to lions, Tim, mm. but we're being fed to the media. Mm. We're being mocked. Um, and and so I thought, you know what? Peter wrote to the suffering church. I'll bet he's got something to say to us today. And wow does he?
0: Mm, it is timeless, as the title of the book is. In fact, the day that I started into this book last week, I had had a rough day. And I started into the book, and and you kind of kicked right off with the whole idea of Peter and the persecuted church. and And I started to read the book, and I'm like, you know, my day wasn't nearly what they faced during this time.
1: Right, it's so true. It, it gives us time to think about what we go through, and and is it truly suffering what mm. we go through in America? Now, listen, there are Christians around the world who are suffering horrifically. Yes, but you know, Tim, this is this is the truth. We all go through hard stuff in life: mm-hmm. prodigal children, a spouse has an affair, you lose your job, a horrific car accident, you hear the word cancer. Mm. I don't know what your suffering is, what your trauma is, but the book of First Peter will help you walk through it. Tim, I have this new theory that yours and my generation, we've done a really good job of teaching the younger generation how to live a purpose-filled life, right? how to walk in your destiny, discover who you are in Christ, declare the word of God. We've done that so well. Mm. But what we have not done well is taught the younger generation how to suffer. yes. We've made their life so easy, and we haven't put this as part of our theology. And so Peter helps us with that. How do we suffer well?
0: Mm. Now, you break the book up into weeks. It's a nine-week study. The first one Mm -hmm. is the call to discipleship, follow me. Mm -hmm. The next one, it seems like uh, the opposite of what we're talking about here because you talk about inexpressible joy. Now, I hear that joy in your voice as you talk. And so, the joy in suffering can be a part of what we learn, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, Tim, joy and suffering are not mutually exclusive when you know Jesus. Mm. As a matter of fact, joy is what will give you the strength you need to get through suffering. Um, Tim, I went through a deep, dark depression when I was in my 30s, and I went to a medical doctor. I went to a Christian counselor. But, Tim, it was really the Bible That lifted me out of that deep, dark place Mm. and gave me Mm. what I like to call defiant joy. Now I have a joy that defies my circumstance. I love that. Yeah. That's another reason I love Peter. He understands joy, Mm. that you can have joy. You can tap into joy at the worst moment of your life. And it's inexpressible.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I want to come back one more time, if you have time, because I would like to talk about this book, Timeless, uh, Carol McLeod, The Living and Enduring Word of God, the way you've structured the book, because you have a prayer and all of those different things that are a part of this study. And the opportunity to do this as a group study as well. And so we're going to refer people to your website on that. And we'll do that in just a minute. We'll be right back with Carol McLeod. We're back with Carol McLeod talking about her new book. It's called Timeless, the Living and Enduring Word of God. It is a nine-week Bible study, but I don't want you to, to run away from the book because of the idea of a Bible study. It only takes a few minutes to really go through the surface of this, but you can dive as deep as you want in this book because you start with a little thought and then you have some questions that make you think as well as a prayer as you went through and structured this book what was what was in your mind for the mind of the reader
1: yeah years ago tim a coach an author's coach told me carol when you write Picture a friend in front of you. Picture a conversation. And so that's what I did with this book. And and I pictured my friend Don like we were having a conversation about the book of First Peter and what we would ask each other in reflection as we read it together. So yeah, it's got reflective questions for the reader to answer. I encourage the reader every week to memorize a Bible verse mm-hmm. because Bible memorization is not just for fifth graders, That's right. but it's for all of us. And then every day's reading closes with a prayer to pray out loud. So it is structured that you can either do it as an individual, just in your own personal devotional time. Maybe it'll take you about 20 minutes a day. Or you can do it in a book club, a Bible study, a Sunday school class. We've got a group of girls who are doing it in a college dormitory. Nice. And and one more thing I want to say about it, Tim, is that also, if you'd like, you can purchase the video download. So there are nine video teachings that go along with it to enhance the study.
0: Well, I was going to ask you about that because I know that there are probably people that are listening that think I can't lead a Bible study. I don't have the background for it. I don't have the proclivity towards it. I I just, it's not something I can do, but you've made it really easy with, with a book bundle, really, right?
1: that that's right and tim that's one of the blessings of living when we do mm. is that you might have a heart for scripture you love people but you know you're not a teacher you don't have the time to do the study and so so many publishers are doing this now just presenting that whole package to get into your church group or your small group and you know my goal tim is always to have people fall in love with the word if when you close the pages of timeless you say you know what I love the Word of God more than when I started this book. Mm. Bingo. Winner.
0: Oh, well, I can tell you that if you start into this book, you won't want to put it down. You will want to share it with someone. And that's why I've had you on this morning, Carol, because I want to share it with our listeners, either the possibility of doing this book by yourself as a nine-week study or You know, we're coming to the start of the school year. The kids will be off to school. Maybe you can start a mom's Bible study where you say, look, let's get deep into God's word, into the book of Peter. Where do people go to get the book?
1: Yeah, so of course you can get it on Amazon. You can go to my website, which is Ministries.com, or you can go to my publisher's web- website, ironstreammedia.com. Okay. And hey, Tim, if your local Christian bookstore doesn't have it, Ask them to stock it. That's a great gift to an author.
0: It really is. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Carol. And we're going to put a link to your website, both for the individual book as well as the group Bible study, because I want people to just get a hold of scriptures in a way that makes it come alive. Going back to what we were talking about as we started, uh, Beowulf. I remember when I was in college and we did a study on Beowulf, and my teacher in college was very good and even made the story of Beowulf come alive. This does this for the book of Peter. It comes alive to you in a way that I think will be encouraging to you as a Bible study. And I appreciate you, Carol, taking the time to come on with us this morning.
1: Well, I've loved it, Tim. Thank you for having me. I look forward to our next conversation.
0: Wake Up Right, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on WRGN, your good news network.
1: Say hey, it's a good day.